Vincent Van Gogh once said, Bookstores always remind me that there are good things in this world. We're the Bookbirds. This is episode seven. Tonight we're going to be discussing bookstores. My name's Marissa Medine. My name's Katherine Evenson. And my name's Kylie Heitman. So one of the most universal bookstores that we are all familiar with is Barnes & Noble. And something that I think is really cool about Barnes & Noble is I've seen, um, when I go in there and, and on TikTok, they also have a section with book talk they have that at barnes and noble now so they put all of these recommendations from book talk as a display at barnes and noble so that you can go there and they'll just be right there so what do you guys think about being able to go right into barnes and noble and see like all these books that you find on tiktok I actually think that's really cool. I recently joined TikTok, and um, I really think that the whole book talk section is really cool. And like, when I go into Barnes and Noble, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just saw that, you mm-hmm. know. And like, that actually does get me really interested in books. Like when I'm looking for the specific ones, yeah. That I've seen them. Well, especially because they had like music and pictures of what they would ex- like little scenes from the book yeah. they try to like incorporate stuff that's like big events mm-hmm. one thing that i don't like though is not all bookstores offer the same book talk section yeah. so like barnes and noble like back home their book talk section is so big and then like at the bloomington one it's like so small there's like maybe seven books i think it kind of depends on the area that you're in because bloomington the bloomington normal area isn't that big but like if you go to a bookstore or barnes and noble in say chicago or something that's probably going to be way bigger um but i think that it also is cool to see the variety of different book talk sections because like a lot of it is like contemporary romance or then there's like the fantasy book talk section and stuff like that so depending on which bookstore you go to you can get a pretty wide variety of those kinds of books well and another thing that barnes and noble does is they have like um like their employees will pick out a book Mm -hmm. and they'll have like recommendations throughout the store of like a book that they've liked and enjoyed Mm -hmm. That's something that I really liked um, from my library back at home is they would have this thing on the website where you can fill out a form and you would say like, oh, these are the books that I've mm-hmm. liked. This is what I like about them. And a librarian will look at it and they'll pick out some books for you and say like, oh, you should try this one. And I think it'd be really cool if bookstores, I'm sure there are some that do that, but if bookstores started doing stuff like that. Yeah. So Kylie, moving on, um, Half Price Books, what do you think about the store itself? So I there was a half price books near my town, but I didn't go to it a lot because I usually went to like my local bookstore or I went to Barnes and Noble usually, and so I'm like a little bit familiar with it, but I don't know a lot about it. Um, I think like I, we were kind of discussing this earlier, but like a lot of the times they're not actually half price, mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes it's not um, the most um, very efficient way. Yeah, a little deceiving. Yeah. The only thing is, like, one time I was at the Half Price Books by my house, and they had, a like, a John Green, I think it was, The Fall in Our Stars, and it was a signed copy, and they had it there for, like, $15, and I was like, who would pass this up? You'd be like, that's a steal. I mean, I passed it up, <laughs> but, but... I wouldn't have passed it up. I, I Lately, I've been getting... I, I, I wanted to get um, hardcover books of lately, and, and so I've been trying to order them online, but there are a lot of booksellers online or just like websites that you can get them for like half price and they're still even if it's used they're still in pretty good condition and so i've liked doing that lately because if i could pay like 15 dollars instead of like 45 yeah that's fine with me yeah but see the only issue is like with your case like mm-hmm. you got a library copy and you don't necessarily yeah. always want a library copy that's been 
taken from home like home to home it's been yeah, like yeah. it's got that lamination on the cover that was a mistake i did not mean to get that they yeah sometimes they it's it's really hard to tell like what kind of copy you're gonna get i tried to order a copy of empire of storms and i accidentally got the a copy that came from the library and it had like the library wrapping on it and so i could not stand seeing that on my shelf so i bought <laughs> i bought a new copy and it was still like way cheaper than it would have been in, in the stores but yeah, yeah. So, Kylie, do you have a favorite local bookstore around here? Okay. Or around home? I would say my favorite bookstore in the world is called Read Between the Lines. It's in my hometown in Woodstock, Illinois. Mm -hmm. And it's like a local bookstore. And I actually had, like, I can't remember. It was maybe like my 14th or 15th birthday party at the store. Mm -hmm. And like like, an author came. And it was really cool. Do you know which author it was? Um, It was Stacey Cage. She wrote the Rules series. Wow. Yeah, but it was so cool. It was my favorite birthday party I've ever had. But um, I love that book story it's so cute and they have just all the genres you could possibly Mm -hmm. want you know I always know which section I want to go to and there they've got all different sections and then it's also like an ice cream shop too and wow that's so cool candy yeah seems like a dream bookstore I would like to see it yeah I really like the bookstores that are like really you go in there and you feel so comfortable instead of just like everything's so stiff and like like pristine like it's nice to see like a clean bookstore but I also want one where they have like those comfy chairs that you can lounge in you could get like Mm -hmm. Hot chocolate or something and stuff like yeah. that. I guess we're gonna have to take a visit to Kylie's yeah. hometown. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what do you guys think are like some qualities of like a, a good bookstore? Something that you would like to see in bookstores? Because I think for me, it it really is nice to have something that you're comfortable in and some place that that you can just kind of. I mean, I feel comfortable in bookstores anyway, just because yeah. I'm <laughs> surrounded by books. But like a place that you can walk in and be like, wow, like I feel like I'm home not like I'm in like a hospital room or something yeah um probably like my because my favorite local bookstore at like near my home is book ladies book addict in Bartlett um and she has a lot of variety of books like her obvious big one is like children's books Mm -hmm. but she does have like a lot of like chapter books and like YA or like adult fiction Mm -hmm. but um one of the things that i love is she has old books from like 1850 and she's she sells them for like a reasonable price so like adding it to my collection is always something i'm like i always keep that on like my lookout my radar yeah i really like um anderson's bookshop in naperville i've been there a couple times and and they've had some really yeah they've had some very cool book signings there that marissa and i went to one for anna todd there a couple years ago um i've seen tahara mafi there Mm -hmm. Um, that was very cool. Well, I feel like in that sense, like at Anderson's bookshop, it was more intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people that have gone to like book signings at like Barnes and Noble and it's yeah. so like, like structured and like, it's not like, oh, hey, let yeah. me just talk to this author. Like yeah. I'm a regular person and they are as well. Yeah. It's more so like, hey, this huge author is here and you can have your book signed and then move on. Yeah. yeah. I like the more intimate setting though. Like just being able to have like a conversation with your favorite author is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciate that about smaller bookstores as well. Yeah, me too. I think it's cool how you can, like my hometown bookstore that I was talking about, you know, like I can go in there and I know the people who work there mm-hmm. and they know me and it's just really nice, you know? Yeah. It's always nice to have like a place like that where you can walk in and, yeah. and they'll just know you by name. I always yeah. like, I, I want to have a place like that for like a, a nice library or a bookstore yeah. or something yeah the owner of book ladies book attic pam like it's in an it's an actually in an attic in like a house cool. like an old 
house in like Bartlett and she when I walk in she'd be like are you here for some old books and I'm like of course take me to them (laughs) do you guys think that there are um any kind of major benefits to smaller bookstores versus larger bookstores or what's your preference for those I think the one of the biggest benefits for me of a small bookstore is you know you're supporting like a small business Mm -hmm. and um I think also they're more like unique like they have books that may not be in a larger bookstore Mm -hmm. and they but you can also like um like sometimes if I go in to read between the lines at home and they don't have a book I'm looking for like they'll order it in for me you know you know I I I like big bookstores too like I love going to Barnes and Noble but um there's just like like a unique feeling about small bookstores that I really like yeah what about you Marissa I kind of feel the same way like even though like at Barnes and Noble, they'll also order books if you are like you ask them about a book and it's mm-hmm. not there. But then, like you know, they have like fees or whatever, or you have to wait. Like sometimes it may be beneficial to check out both, because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I'll find like books at small bookstores that I would not find. Like you said, they're unique, or like at half price books, you find them for a little bit cheaper. Maybe not half price, but um, I do like visiting Barnes and Noble, and I'm a member there, mm-hmm. so I like the perks. Um, but I do like the intimacy and, like, the feel of small bookstores. Yeah. Yeah. And I like supporting them. Yeah. I like supporting small bookstores, but I think sometimes, like, with larger bookstores, you, there's more of an opportunity for getting the books that you want to get. Yeah. And I think... But I do think that small bookstores have, like, these little kind of um, little quirks about them that make it really fun to, to shop in them. They'll have... They can have displays in there, too. Like, I know Barnes & Noble has their own displays but small bookstores do that too like oh if you're if you're looking for a good winter read if you're looking for a good romance read stuff like that which i think is nice to kind of connect to the readers i agree i think like the different stands and everything is our displays is what makes like readers interested in specific books mm-hmm. yeah. so um do you guys like to go in to the store to find your books or do you guys prefer to shop online for your books I definitely prefer going into a bookstore, I think. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes, you know, if I have to order online, if I'm really looking for a book, you know, and I, I've got to get it online because I want it immediately, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, like, I really prefer going into the bookstore and, like, being able to walk around for a long time and look mm-hmm. at everything and, yeah. like, see my options, you know? Yeah. I think that... Um I, I, I bought a lot of books recently online, and Marissa can probably attest to this, but I I think I get a bad habit of, like, I'll go on Amazon and I'll be like, oh, free shipping. This sounds yeah. great. <laughs> Once, well, like, like free two-day shipping. So you're yeah. like, oh, perfect. Yeah. Like, I can get this book in two days. I don't have to leave my apartment. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, like... Like, I like if I'm not sure of what I'm going to get and I just want to browse. Yeah. It's when I prefer going to the bookstore. But I do like going there just, like, look. Yeah. Or if I want to see if it's there. Yeah. But most of the time, some of the authors I read, they don't sell them at the bookstore. Yeah. So you have to buy them online. And it's like, okay, well. I think it's kind of fun to go into bookstores and, like, if, if there's a book that you think that you would like and you can go over to that section of a genre or whatever, then you can pick that book out and be like, oh, these books are in that genre too. Maybe I like this book. Maybe I like this one. And you can kind of like look at them and, and browse and get like the nice comfortable feel of being in the bookstore. So I, I like do though. Amazon like offers you to like follow the author. Mm-hmm. So then like they'll email you with like new releases and stuff. So that's, that's one perk of buying it on Amazon too. Yeah. Or online. 
Or, I mean, I guess you could always get it, get books off of independent bookstores online as well, which yeah. is nice to support the local bookstores and independent bookstores as well. Yeah, I think one thing I get sad is, like, when bookstores don't have a book that I was looking for. Because mm-hmm. then I'm like, man, I really wanted it now, but now I have to wait, yeah. and I have to order it online. And then I'm like, only if you had it. That happened to me when I was trying to order a new copy of Empire of Storms and and I thought it came in the mail and then it didn't and I thought I lost it and (laughs) and I was waiting around and it was like as a bookworm who like really wants to read something and it is not there right in front of you it's very frustrating (laughs) you mean as a book bird yes of course (laughs) as a book bird (laughs) yeah I was gonna make an early bird gets the worm joke but then I was like that's dumb I'm not gonna do that (laughs) Um, I think the sections of the bookstore also play a huge role because, like, I know they'll have, like, a section for romance, fantasy, science fiction, like, nonfiction. But, like, it bothers me, like, when there's, like, a huge section for, like, history and, you know, it's, like, aimed towards people who like reading nonfiction books about history. Mm -hmm. But then you go over to, like, romance and it's, like, two bookshelves. And you're like, come on, man. Like, this is, I'm here for this reason. Yeah. I get that. I think I think sometimes I feel a little judged sometimes if I'm in the bookstore and I like go over to the YA section or something because sometimes I'm trying to branch out from YA and branch more into like adult but like I'm really into Sarah J Maas right now and I think a lot of her stuff can be like both. It, like fluctuates yeah, between. Can, yeah but I never know what, where it's gonna be but I feel like if I go over to a certain section people are gonna be like whoa she looks like she's in her late, middle, mid-20s. Not late 20s. Mid-20s. I'm 22, for the record. I don't know why I said that. But they're going to be like, oh, like she shouldn't be reading from the YA section. I'm like, well, then put it in the adult section. I don't know what to tell you. I feel like that's, like, the struggle, though, with, like, different sections of the bookstore. Like, at least I know I'm also trying to branch out of just mm-hmm. romance because yeah. as a publisher, you're not going to have always, or like an editor, you're not going to always have a choice of what you're editing. Yeah. So I think it's important to have that variety, but it is hard once you're like comfortable with a, yeah. like a genre. Yeah. I agree. Do you have that same feeling, Kylie? Yeah, I feel the same. I mean, I, there's like, I really like romance. I really like fantasy. Mm-hmm. I really like like historical fiction. Like, that I kind of go a lot of different ways, but then there's certain things that I don't read a lot. Like, I would say, like, I don't read a lot of science fiction or, like, um, stuff like that, but, like, I think um, I would, like, to branch out, so, like, maybe I need to, like, start going in different sections mm-hmm. and, like, just reading the backs of the books, you know? Like, that can really get you into them. I feel like I need to start doing a habit of, like, after I finish one fantasy series then I can read, like, one yeah. <laughs> historical fiction book and see if I like that, something like that. Yeah. And, or, like, one biography or something and see if that appeals to me. Yeah. Just to kind of, like, get a broader sense, especially as publishing majors. Like, I think that it's yeah. good to have a good um, widespread of, of different genres and different areas of literature. Sometimes I feel like, um, like, I'll finish a, like, let's say it's a fantasy book, and I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm going to do another genre now. Like, I need to take a little break from that mm-hmm. genre. But then other times, if it's, like, really good, I'm like, no, I need another I was going to say, one, I've never know, said that. I'm like, yeah. more fantasy, please. I've said that, like, if a book, like, breaks me, like, crushes yeah. my soul because like night. of a breakup or something <laughs> yeah. in the book i'll like stop reading that book and i'll go to something else because i'm like i'm not getting my heart broken again have you guys ever had like huge breakdowns from books because i'll tell yeah. you oh 100 like, i mean yeah. i know we all have i was 
1.30 this morning, I was sitting on the floor, clutching my copy of Empire of Storms, crying and saying, oh my gosh, should I wake up Marissa and tell her that I'm traumatized by this book? Once I appreciate I, you not waking yeah, up. I wouldn't have done that, but I was, oh, it was, it was just so emotional. What was, like, the last book that really, really hit you in the feels? Oh my gosh. I feel like that's so hard. I Well, this isn't the most recent one that has done this to me, but in high school, I read a series called, I, I think it's called A Tiger's Curse. I don't know if you mm. It's by it. um, Colleen Hauk, I think. I, I can't remember her last name. But um, I remember I was, like, devastated when I finished the second mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. And, like, my parents were like, are you okay? Like, yeah. I was literally, like, not like, doing well. Hysterics. I, I truly don't think I've ever had that reaction to a book before. Like I've been up, like upset by a book. I remember I got sad like during the fall of our stars. Yeah, I was yeah. sad, but I don't think I've ever been like sitting on the floor crying over a book <laughs> to that extent before. I was yeah. just I, I get, stopped like, reading a book. I forgot the name of it, but it was like I literally stopped reading it because I knew the character was gonna die and I'd gotten attached. <laughs> and I literally I stopped reading it because I was crying because she yeah. admitted to her boyfriend. That she was dying mm-hmm. and I was like nope and I closed the book and it's still on my bookshelf not touched but like I think I did have a bad reaction to like the first after book like when she when I first yes. read the yeah. bet scene for the first time did. I actually that was like one time I really broke down yeah. and I was yeah. like oh my god I think like I think if there's a character that I really relate to and especially in like a series where I'm watching them mm-hmm. kind of evolve throughout the series exactly, yeah. like for me right now it's Aelin in the yeah. front of class series but just like seeing everything that they have to go through and then reading it and like putting myself in their shoes I'm like oh my gosh they're so strong (laughs) that's what I feel like with the off-campus series or like the Briar U series with Al Kennedy because each character goes through something like so like their story is so different that you get attached to each character and then you're like oh my god no like this can't happen but you like find ways to connect with each character yeah you You have to you have to i think that's one of the greatest things about reading is and if you can't relate connect it's like that's you're you kind of get turned off by the book then yeah i think that's something that really helps us connect like get into reading is being able to connect especially for me like with fantasy it just kind of takes me away from the reality that's why i like fantasy what if it's not relatable like then people don't normally tend to go back Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i like having that good mix of like of being able to escape but also like finding something to connect yourself to see i feel like that's why i need to start reading fantasy but then i'm like contemporary romance (laughs) take my money i have a whole list I made um, this spreadsheet on Google Sheets, and it has different uh, sections of, like, books that I want to read, books that I want to read next, books that I want to buy, and then I have them, like, I want to separate them by genre, too, and it's just, like, color-coordinated and everything. Like that too. Yeah, I it's really it. nice, and I love it. I want, I would like to make a list of all the books I've read, but I'm like, that's a long list. I tried to do that, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I can't remember half of them. A lot of people do that. They, like, write down the title, and then they have, like, five stars, and they color in how many stars they yeah. think. Think it would get. I only recently wanted to start doing that, and then I was like, "What about all the books that I've read that I forgot that I read, and I'm never gonna remember it all?" Yeah, like I remember like things they carried. I think it's called the by Tim O'Brien. Oh yeah, the things they carried. Yeah, I the things they carried. School. I remember when I read it, I loved it so much, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow, this is not a genre I would read," but it like really got me like attached emotionally. Yeah. yeah. 
there have been very few times where like high school picks mm-hmm. from our teachers have done that but I think one of the ones that really did that for me was the Great Gatsby yeah and I was reading Great Gatsby and I was like wow like just like the the kind of stylistic writing of the 20s and everything yeah. but like when I was reading it, all the really emotional themes that are in that book I was like wow maybe I should get back into the classics <laughs> this is great mm-hmm. <laughs> then you start reading them yeah <laughs> then you're like oh. I read um, A Tale of Two Cities by Charles mm-hmm. Dickens, and mm-hmm. the last page of that book got me so good. I, it made me so upset, but it was so good. That's uh, that's one of the that's one of the things though like if it shocks you, like if it mm-hmm. if it leaves that big of an impact, yeah. you know it was good and well written. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think I think that a mark of a good book is something that affects you and that moves you. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something... Like, if it doesn't affect me at all, if I'm just reading it, then I'm like, okay, well, now what? Yeah. But books that, like, leave you sitting, like, sitting on the floor and you're like, what do I do now? <laughs> like, those yeah. kinds of books are the ones that you're like, you... You're like, where am I going next? Like, Yeah, what am I supposed to do now? All right, guys, I think that's all we have time for today. So... Happy Halloween to all yeah. of you guys. Happy Halloween, everyone. It's We're saying a little early, but, you know. Yeah. Well, it's it's never too early to celebrate Halloween, so. Um, speak for yourself. Speak, yeah. I, uh, I tried decorating <laughs> for Halloween, and you said no. Uh, well, now that we're in October, it's okay. <laughs> so, tune in next week. We're going to have a special guest, Sean Morrison. He's the author of Lead Destiny, and we'll be discussing his journey on writing during quarantine and self-publishing through Amazon. So tune in next week, and until then, I am Katherine Evenson. I'm Kylie Hagman. And I'm Marissa Medine, and we're the Bookbirds. We'll see you next week. Bye.